try this. Getting a level right there. Gotta have it up. That's so cool to say. I've got a mixer and I, I don't really need it. I don't even really know how to run it, but I've got one anyway because I thought I might need it later. Well, hey, welcome here to the Dryline Farmer Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Carlson. As always, I'm very excited to be here. I hope you're excited to be here listening. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's fun to uh, get a little entertainment in that uh, ag week, that farming day, even though we're not doing a whole lot these uh, this part of the season. So we're going to do a little podcasting. Well, hey, before we go any further, we're going to tell you, you know where to find us, at Trader Brent first. You're going to go to at Trader Brent on Twitter. We're in that we're in that ag Twitter galaxy of Twitter universe Download that podcast over there at iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Hey, go to, uh, you know what we always forget to do is ask people to go to our website. That's right. I have a website. It ain't nothing fancy, but it's a website nonetheless. The Dryline Farmer Podcast dot dot com. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com. The Dryline Farmer Podcast dot dot com. You're going to go there. You're going to find, you know, you can find our downloads there if you want to. But uh, nonetheless, we've noticed that a few people have already found it anyway. So uh, keep going over there. But uh, I notice we keep forgetting to tell you that. So um, there's that website to go to. This week's episode, first segment, we're going to, it's kind of related to when we went on those coaches last week, uh, talking more about personalities and uh, why people think they're so special. Well, this week it's uh, reality TV show judges. Most namely those ones that uh, think they're, you know, Arlie Ermy in a full metal jacket. They think they're some drill sergeant and trying to, you know, harden up some Marines to go to Vietnam. When in fact they're just trying to uh, show show everybody how important they can be by denigrating somebody on their cake stylings. On their, uh, yeah, on how they form their fondant in their cake. So, uh, yeah, and Simon Cowell, he's going to be a lead uh, perpetrator in this episode because he started it all. It's pretty much his fault, all his fault. Well, nonetheless, that's going to be our first segment, and uh, going forward, we're going to always have, as always, we have Radar Ricardo de Lucerio. He's going to give us that uh, nationwide uh, farm forecast, and uh, he's always got you know good stuff to tell us. So he's going to be here. And uh, another new sponsor. We've got another new sponsor. This company actually just popped up in the last couple weeks just because of our great president and some comments he made. And uh, so they, let's just get to it, Blank Hole Vacations. That's right. This travel agency opened up, and um, just on the wording of the Commander-in-Chief, I think you all know what I'm talking about. Well, they're, uh, they're a new sponsor this uh, for this podcast, and they're going to give us their uh, advertisement here um, right after this first segment. And uh, then after, we're going to hear from Dan Glee. Now, Dan hadn't been around in, what, two or three weeks I know uh, he met Miss Maybelline on the CME. I know uh, he took a trip down there from Big Lake, Texas, up to Chicago to uh, actually see the trading pits before they close them all down for good. And uh, he got to meet Miss Maybelline. He might have a word or two to say about her. So uh, Dan Glee, but he's going to give us our uh, cattle market report down there from the Big Lake Cattle Mark in Bid- Mart in Big Lake, Texas. And uh, for our Ag Twitter segment, it's somewhat related to our first segment and a segment we had a couple weeks ago where we give our um, fortune telling fortune telling on some ag tweeps and uh, this week we're going to turn some ag tweeps into some reality tv show ag tv show judges and um they're going to be some hard nosed 
They might be, they might a little hit too close to home, but we got, we picked out three people, and uh, we're gonna rip into them and uh, let them know what we think uh, their life would be like if they were reality TV show judges. So, without further ado, let's get into that first segment, and uh, here we go. Well, hey, hey, welcome. Welcome back to Tell the Truth. I'm your host, Johnny Gibson, and this week's episode, we have, what do we have, four contestants? Uh, that's right, Johnny. Four contestants, that's right. Reality TV show judges. Oh, they think it doesn't smell. It smells like lilacs to them. Oh, they're special. They think they're hardening Marines up to go to war in Afghanistan. They're making cakes. They're singing songs. They're putting fru fru fruly loops on uh, gay-looking guys on TV shows. And then they're giving their hard-nosed opinion about it. Well, we've brought in the dryline farmer himself, Brent Carlson, to tell you more. He's going to give you a little riff and raff on this Trish and Trash. That's right, Brent. Those aren't even words. Well, Mr. Dryline Farmer, you take it away. Who's our first contestant, Brent? Well, thanks, Johnny. Uh, yeah, the first contestant, Simon Cowell. Let me get right into it. I have a big problem with Simon Cowell. Not just with him, but with what he created when he leapt onto the pop culture scene with his insulting, unintentionally funny, probably unqualified commentary on singing, black shirt-wearing persona that gave liberty to every other numbskull in every other industry to start a TV show where it pits one civilian against the other. How did this crooked-toothed Brit get past his audition? Couldn't they find any other more realistic or believable Austin Powers or James Bond characters? What, Mr. Bean had a prior engagement? They couldn't cast anyone with just a microscopic amount of likability? Of course, in all honesty, I really can't blame Simon. I mean, after all, he did launch a media juggernaut in American Idol, which I never watched, seen by millions, but not by me, and was proven to be the first program to successfully execute a get-out-the-vote program. Even with my absence of interest in the show, I did read a few headlines and soon became curious as to when he and Ryan Seacrest would end up in an episode of Celebrity Deathmatch. Sadly, it never happened. Or did it? Or and I just quit caring? Well, nonetheless, Simon was a giant success that made him millions of dollars, or pounds, or euros, or wampum, or whatever that dirty red coat uses to buy his fish and chips with. But no matter how much money he made, no matter how much fame he acquired, he will never be able to pay back the rest of the planet for all the copycat characters that soon followed after. For example, our first candidate, Gordon Ramsay. Most of you know him as that ill-tempered, highly volatile, clearly unlikable, and certifiable jello-eating chef who excoriates those culinary contestants that dare to enter the confines of his purple-padded kitchen TV set. Hell's Kitchen is an aptly named moniker for this Fallen Angels crap show. One wrong move with the cumin shaker, or too tight of a squeeze of the lemon spritzer by a contestant, and this lunatic goes off like Hitler at a Seder meal at a gay Jerusalem nightclub. Ramsey is the national socialist fuhrer of the chemically imbalanced society of toolbag schleps. I would be more likely to eat a bushel basket of Tide Pods than a small serving of the third world Indiana Jones movie entree that this guy would be slopping out. This guy needs to have his face pressed firmly into a spaghetti strainer by every single contestant that he turned into an anorexic. I know I am now a bulimic just for seeing his show. Bon appetit. Contestant number two, Michael Kors. Now just for the sake of this segment, I had to watch a little bit of this V-neck Manhattanite show 
Project Runway and couldn't help but almost tolerate him. Okay, so uh, I didn't actually watch any of the show, but I did YouTube the best of Michael Kors and all his gayest and snarkiest outbursts. And I have to say, if the zingers hadn't been so obviously and predictably rehearsed, I would have called him clever and funny. He himself probably came up with the arsenal of insults, or probably just weeks in advance. I only assume this because I don't think any male that far removed from a Y chromosome could come up with a line like, that crotch would be like any woman's nightmare. Now on the flip side of the coin, these insults are mostly all well deserved, because from the five minutes I watched the show, the costumes that loped across my screen looked like Helen Keller put on her very own Halloween costume party, or a fashion show at the least. Next up, RuPaul. RuPaul's Drag Race. I mean, okay, so is there any really reason to put much effort into this one? I mean, is there anything on this planet that is less vital to the survival of our human race than this TV show? I mean, I realize that this podcast is not out saving children, orphans, and the such, and the like. I don't know. This podcast is just here to make you laugh, okay? We understand that. We believe that. Okay, I didn't even get close to watching this show. I didn't even YouTube this show. This commentary here is all pure speculation. But I mean, how far off can I possibly be? A TV show where men who want to be women, or at least pretend to be women, or at least want to look like women, or dress like women, hosted by the most famous wannabe woman in popular culture? Carbon monoxide has a more positive use for humanity than this TV show and the people it perpetuates. And then you have Rue going after these questionably coherent contestants like Arlie Ermey in Full Metal Jacket? Rue, all you're doing is leading a pack of painted-up clown college rejects right into the caldera we call humanity's oblivion. And lastly, Donald Trump. Okay, I know he's not a reality TV show guy anymore, even though it sometimes seems like he is, but I thought this would be a good one to end on. Now, I'll be honest, there are times I like what the guy says, and other times I'm like, I believe I could better understand the clicks of a dolphin than the pontification of this Cheeto-colored politico. But as far, as far as his show goes, The Apprentice, I thought he was approaching interesting and dangerously close to insightful. I mean, sometimes he could sneak up on creepy, but for the most part, he was tolerable. What amazed me, though, is he was more cool and collected on a platform that craves uncool and uncollected situations that lead to pointless arguments and mind-numbing discourse than the platform he currently stands on. Okay, this is a later recording. After thinking about that, I uh, had to come to a different conclusion because I believe the television platform probably is a little more tolerable than politics itself, even with the transvestites. Well, thank you, Brent, and thank you all once again for listening to To Tell the Truth. Join us next time on this station. got a beat you can dance to it well hopefully you don't have to talk about those people anymore because uh, they really don't bring anything to society or humanity in general well hey we got to get right to the next spot um you know i i talk about those uh, reality tv guys and how hard those judges and how hard they are on the contestants and i tell you don't tell radar ricardo i said this but you know whenever i hear him off mic he's really getting on a diego and he's just the boom operator uh diego is and uh 
radar gets Ricardo, he gets pretty hard on him. So um, we have to have a talk with him. But um, but yeah, so we've got radar Ricardo, and uh, we, yeah, we got to get to him now because if we don't play our blank hole vacation spot, they may pull that check. So uh, radar, we're gonna have radar Ricardo, and um, yeah, we'll be right back. You ready to get away? Are you ready for an adventure of a lifetime? Well, you've come to the right place, because all of us here at Hole Vacations, we're here to send you away on a trip you'll never forget. That's right, that's right. Forget all the luxuries, forget all the wonderful things you know and love at home, because at Hole Vacations, we're here to take you where you can rough it. That's right, the countries on our list, they don't include indoor plumbing. They don't include indoor electricity or outdoor electricity. That's right. We only sent you to the finest holes they can find. That's right. Anywhere and everywhere on this planet Earth, outside of the borders of America, you know it. You'll love it. You go to any country. Wi-Fi? They don't even know what a Wi-Fi is. That's right. We'll send you to that hole that you've always wanted and dreamed of kick it off your bucket list you might have a bucket to kick when you go there because you'll be fighting dysentery cholera any other foodborne illness you can't drink the water in these places uh-uh uh-uh you ain't going there because at shithole vacations we only sent you to the finest holes we can find that's right that's right anywhere across the globe just call us at 1-800-hole that's right you won't believe the holes we can put you in. Find us on the internet at www.hole.vacations. Hole vacations. Because we're there. Hey, Diego! It's a crocodrilo! Stop it, mierda! Huh? Hey, just put some salt on it, bato! Hey, 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 Radar Ricardo de la Serio, coming to you on the Israel Farmer Podcast, ah? Hey, we're glad to be here, giving your nationwide weather, hey, border to border, hey, coast to coast, all over the map, eh, hey, vato? Hey, it's like candy and a piñata, man, you cover that pizza thing up with everything. Hey, snow everywhere, east, west, north, south, the only place it's not gonna rain is where you live, vato. I'm sorry, you're still on the wrong side of that dry line, huh? Man, your pizza place, you couldn't find the dry land with two forks and a spoon, huh? Hey, nonetheless, we're here to talk about national weather. Because we've got those soybeans and those corn grounds. They're going to want to be wetted up before too long and be ready to plant in the next four months. So, hey, Vato, Iowa, Indiana, anywhere there's a pizza eye in the name, it's going to be wet and cold. Mostly cold, but some wet. Southeast, it's even going to pizza snow in South Carolina, Vato. Hey, I'm even looking at the map right now. Houston. Man, Pizza Houston is getting more snow than you, huh? You're like a thousand miles north of them, huh, Vato? In the Texas Panhandle? Well, nonetheless, it's going to be dry for you for the foreseeable future. Hey, Brent, as always, we want to thank our sponsor. Hey, I can't say this, Vato. Huh? I'll just say it. Blanco Vacations, huh, Vato? They'll send you, they'll put you in the classiest Blanco they can find, huh? You just call them up. 1-800- Blank Hole Vacations. That's right. 1-800-BLANKHOLE. www.blankhole.vacation. Hey, Vato. I don't... You pizza gringos think you find some weird stuff, man. Vato, I got to say. But, hey. Enough for me. More of you. This is Radar. Ricardo De La Serio saying... 
What a pizza coat! Hey Diego, get that crocodile back over here, Abato! Now it's too much so! Well, thank you, Ricky. Uh, great as always. I know you felt a little awkward doing that um, uh, radio live read spot there for those of you guys. But, you know, hey, when you're starting out like this, uh, you know, you got to get the advertisers that'll, uh, you know, that'll call you back. So uh, we, we thank the vacation folks, and um, hopefully nobody got too offended by that. We're going to go right into our next uh, Dan Glee segment. Yeah, Dan Glee's back, and he's been itching to get back and tell us uh, all about his trip to uh, the Chicago Mercantile Exchange and meeting up with uh, Miss Maybelline Connell because she showed him around. She trades a lot with him, out there, or not with him, but uh, who he hedges with. So, uh, uh, yeah, he's going to tell us about that. Uh, Dan, also don't forget to give us a market report of them cattle because uh, that's what we're here for. So, without further ado, Dan, you there? Well, I thank you, Rent. Thank you as always, Rent. It's great to be here on the Dryline Dam Farther podcast. Well, I tell you what, that Miss Maybelline Connell, she can show a white man around. She can show him a good time. I tell you what, hell of a crazy lady. We went down to them cattle pits. I tell you what, wasn't hardly a soul there. It was her and a bunch of Chinamen on the other side of the soldier pit just yelling and screaming at each other. I really looked like they liked each other, but uh, anyway, Maybelline, I tell you what, we went and walked around that Chicago Board of Trade or Mercantile Exchange for a while, and uh, tell you what, after a while, it just wasn't a whole lot to see because it was just dead quiet. But uh, nonetheless, she showed me the cattle pits and walked me around them soybean pits, and she went to, she took me down to this bar where they all drink serious, serious or something. This she, she had to go take these boys that worked out for her. She had, they had to go throw some dice for a little while, so I just sat there and drank that cheap scotch and uh, let them get through that. They went down to one of them fancy subway shops and had them a, had them a six inch and then played with a little dice. Anyway, they threw the bones around it. Hey, Brent, I know you don't just want to hear about that. Just let me tell you, Miss Maybelline, she told me I was welcome back anytime. She told me, in her own words, she said, you bring that honky ass back up here to Chicago anytime you want. And, uh, yeah, so uh, really a great lady, really a great lady. Brent, this week, I tell you what, we've had another hell of a run. I don't know why you don't call me back. I wanted to be back on this damn show three weeks ago to give you a market report. You had other important things to do. Brent, these cutter and canter bulls and hells, I tell you what, they're just down there giving them away. They ain't worth two squirts of coon. I ain't going to say it, Brent. That commercial was just too much for me. I tell you what, needless to say, they're giving them away. I tell you what, they they just they going straight to the killer. I tell you what, and they ain't the only ones getting killed. It's just damn people that own the things. Rent, feeder calves, little letter, a little stronger on that outside board. I tell you what, people are trying to hedge these things up and down. They're just getting their head, they're getting their faces ripped off. It looks like a damn clown show down here, Rent. I tell you what, even the land won't show her damn face around here. Heck, she's got a whole new side of bacon in that cafe down there. And I tell you what, ain't nobody's got the stomach to eat to such a bloodbath up in here. Uh, yeah. Huh? Luann, if you burn that bacon one more time, I'll tell you what, you can't find nobody worth a thing. Ain't nothing. Even Luann's having an off week. Brent, I tell you what, I'll tell you, $5 higher on the heifers, $8 higher on the steers. Don't even worry about ringing your cow and your bull down here to, you know, to cull them off because I tell you what, they want—they just give them away here. You might as well just take them down to another sale barn. Brent, Dan Glee, Big Lake, Texas, it's a Big Lake cattle mart. We hope you have a fine day. Back to you. Well, hey, Dan, thanks as always for that great report down there. We love hearing from our favorite correspondent in Big Lake, Texas at the Big Lake Cattle Mart, Dan Glee. 
Sounded like you had a heck of a time up there with Maybelline Connell. We hope y'all didn't get too much trouble up there at that Cirrus bar. I know there's some high rollers up in that place, and Maybelline's one of them. So you got, uh, I'm sure Dan held his own hell. He's from Texas. And you know how everybody loves hearing people brag about Texas. Let's go to Ag Twitter. That's right, Ag Twitter. We're going into the weeds of Ag Twitter. We're going into the pig weeds of Ag Twitter. Why do I say that? Because there's a guy in the segment that his name is Pigweed. Mr. Pigweed, but we'll get to that in a minute. Now, if you'll go back with us for a second, a couple weeks ago we had our prognostications on what we thought a few ag Twitter people might be like had there been no agriculture or there been no Twitter, God forbid. Well, this week, since we're talking about TV reality show judges, we're going to give you some prognostications on some possible ag reality TV show judges. That's, you know, if ag was gone and Twitter was gone. So we're going to give you another little forecast of what we think might happen to these people in the oblivion of television. We picked three guys this week, and um, they were all pretty deserving just by their names themselves. And, well, a couple of them had good names, and one of them just had a really good story. Let's get to it. Here's our forecast of what we think if you guys might be like as your favorite ag reality TV show mean judge first off we have Andy Pastor you know him as at a pastor 82 that's right Andy Pastor he was really a shoe in for this segment for his uh, known personality of being clean well we wove that into this storyline after ag and Twitter both go away Andy will become the star celebrity judge of TV's new show entitled Andy clean in this confrontational competition, contestants are given a tractor and a manure spreader that had just finished 2,000 acres of manure spreading in fields that were way too wet to navigate. They are then given 30 days to get it Andy clean. Mind you, 30 days. Now, at the end of the 30 days, Andy is called in to inspect any dirt, hair, dust, fingerprints, and God forbid manure is found anywhere on any part of the machinery Andy simply goes into clean freak psycho mode and doesn't say anything. He simply passes out the entire show last one episode. Doesn't sound like it's very promising. Our next competitor, Top Third Ag. You know him as at Top Third. The rest of the world knows him as a futures and options broker and whatever else he does, but he trades a lot. And since I don't know Top Third Ag's human name, I mean, I guess I could have asked, but... You know, then he'd try to sell me a platform. Anyway, he gets involved in a show, in his own show called The Top Third. That's right, we thought it was very original too. Well, in this contest, there are three contestants who know nothing about futures and options. However, once entered into the show, they are forced to use their relatives' retirement money and trade lumber and feeder cattle futures. For 45 days, the contestants trade their own accounts, and the last person that still has enough money to buy his own bus ticket home is the winner. As you can tell, no one is required to make a profit, only to survive long enough to earn a backseat bus ticket back to the Midwest. Mr. Top, as he is known on the show, is never actually seen. He just sits behind a curtain and laughs like an 1870s mental patient every time a contestant takes a loss of more than 8% on a trade. Bonus points are earned if they get in a position where the market then locks limit and then they are on the wrong side. 
The winner doesn't really win anything other than depression and a gambling addiction. And finally, as we mentioned earlier, there's a pigweed involved. Mr. Pigweed. His Twitter handle, at LastMike, is a, a fellow Texan, so we had to involve him. Well, they say all of your dreams won't come true, but some do. And when someone named Mr. Pigweed follows you, you follow back. Dream fulfilled. Why? Well, the name, of course. And that's why we chose Mr. Pigweed to run the anchor leg for this three-man relay of the Ag Twitter Reality TV Judges segment. That's a lot of words. So let's see where Mr. Pigweed ends up. Well, in the new hit reality show, The Pigweed Apprentice, 12 chemical reps vie for the chance to win a shovel by being the first to kill every living pigweed, kosherweed, tumbleweed, bindweed, musk thistle, Russian thistle, and mare's tail in Mr. Pigweed's neighbor's fields. Why his neighbors? Because Mr. Pigweed's fields are always clean, and if they have any weeds in them, it's probably because they blew in from the neighbors from across the road. Any failure by a contestant is met with a spritz of glyphosate to the face and a red wing to the chest. The winner goes on to the bonus round, where he or she is challenged to a sunset picture-taking contest. The contestant will never win the bonus round. So, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Into the Weeds of Ag Twitter, Ag Twitter Reality TV Show's Judgment Judge Segment. That's right. Something like that. Come back next time, because you never know what we'll stumble through, or stutter through, or forget what to say through. Because... Sometimes you get called away to go fix a flat when you're at your computer trying to do a podcast. But that's okay. That's farming, right? Join us next week. That's right. Join us next week. Hey, they're not all winners. Some of them are. Some of them aren't. But, hey, we have a good time doing it nonetheless. We finally got this podcast out after stopping and going and stopping and going and doing some typing and this and that and doing a lot of stuttering. But, hey, you know... Life isn't always smooth, and uh, that's the road that's rocky. That's right. Write that down and join us next week, because next week we'll have more good stuff. I ain't going to tell you yet. It's called a teaser. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll drop more names. What do you think of that? Huh? What do you think of that? Check out that commercial again. That was hilarious. I don't care what you say. Hey, once again, from all of us here at the Dryline Farmer Podcast, I'm Brent. Follow me at Trader Brent. And I'll ask you once again, what side of the line are you on? The Drawdown Farmer Podcast, brought to you by (laughs) Whole Vacations. (laughs) The Drawdown Farmer Podcast, all rats reserved, 2018.